We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of 10 Things with former Chiefs reporter B.J. Kissel, giving you all the stats, stories, rankings, and records you can handle for the next 30 minutes. 10 Things is presented by Kansas City Strength and Conditioning. For the baseball or softball player you know who is looking to get better, call KC Strength and Conditioning. This is what they do. And now... Let's go to BJ Kissel for the latest installment of 10 Things. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? I'm BJ Kissel. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of 10 Things presented by our friends at KC Strength and Conditioning. If you know somebody who needs baseball or softball training ages 8 to 18 in the Kansas City area, call my friend John Renzi at 913-638-8960. That's KC Strength and Conditioning. They've sent hundreds of players to college and to the pros and getting drafted. They know what they're doing, and they will treat you the right way. Again, that's KC Strength and Conditioning. Now, this show, 10 Things, is all about information. It's about stats. It's about records, paces, nuggets, and fun things to help you look smarter to your friends when you're all sitting around talking about the Chiefs. Now, a lot of these things are going to sway towards the positives, just FYI. We've got a lot lot of analysis, a lot of thoughts on our other shows here at KC Sports Network. This show is more about hard information. Um, And with that said, here are 10 things that stood out from Saturday's win over the Seahawks to help you become a smarter Chiefs fan. And once again, our attempt to not normalize the greatness that we're watching in what is undoubtedly and without question, the golden age of Chiefs football. It's never been better. Here's more context to prove it. One quick thing first, uh, if I sound kind of goofy, um, I'm just getting over a stomach virus that wiped my family out over the past week. We all got it kind of in secession, um, and I'm the one who got it last uh, going on Christmas Eve and into Christmas Day. And so if anybody out there um, has caught it or whatever, just make sure washing your hands, taking care of yourselves. Uh, we did all that, did not matter. Um, but if you wonder why I look and or sound a little off, that's why it's the first day I've been upright uh, in a while. So please bear with me. Hopefully talking through these things will make myself feel a little bit better as well. But uh, again, appreciate you all for hanging out and spending part of your day with us. All right. Number one on the 10 things, actually 15 things. Uh, they do too much good stuff. I can't condense it down to 10 and I want to cut things out. So number one, uh, take a bow. If you were out there uh, on Saturday at Arrowhead, uh, kickoff temperature of 12 degrees was the fifth coldest game uh, at Arrowhead since 1994. Uh, and the windshield 
um, on Saturday at kickoff with negative four degrees, which was also the fifth coldest wind chill at kickoff at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium since 1994. That's one of those games where, as Chiefs fans, you earn your fan card by going out to that game and participating uh, in what was a pretty good win for the Chiefs uh, beating the Seahawks there and picking up their 12th win of the season. Uh, my son and I were actually going to go out to that game. He was just getting over the sickness. I was just getting it. Uh, we were trying to suck it up, both of us, and get out there. And he said, I don't know if I want to do this, Dad. It's going to be freezing, uh, and I'm not feeling great yet. And I started to feel pretty bad and good because by kickoff, I was not uh, watching the game. I'll say that much. Uh, but was able to watch some of it um, <laughs> horizontally while I was laying in bed. But – and again, shout out to anybody who out there who made it to the game. Uh, again, the fifth coldest game uh, in Arrowhead Stadium or at Arrowhead Stadium since 1994, both with the kickoff temperature and with the wind chill. All right, number two, uh, Chiefs with that victory, uh, 24-10 over the Seahawks, picked up their 12th win of the season, and it's their fifth consecutive season with at least 12 victories, moving into sole possession of the third longest streak of 12 win seasons in NFL history. Only the Colts who had seven between 2003 and 2009, and the New England Patriots, who had eight between 2010 and 2017, own longer streaks. So again, golden age of Chiefs football. There's another one right there. Uh, third longest streak of 12 win seasons right there at five, and barring any injuries, would not expect that to slow down or have any reason to believe with Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and company in charge that the Chiefs will not pick up uh, 12 win seasons moving forward. But uh, let's enjoy the here and now right now uh, as we move on to number three, that is that the Chiefs completed another NFC sweep. This is a pretty good nugget. And a lot of these are from uh, Chiefs PR and their game notes. So appreciate all the work that uh, the Chiefs communication staff does to put these uh, stats and these records and all this information together. Uh, with the victory on Saturday, Saturday, with the victory on Saturday over the Seahawks, uh, the Chiefs completed a sweep of the NFC West in 2022, going 4-0 against the Cardinals, 49ers, Rams, and Seahawks. It marks the third consecutive season that the Chiefs have swept its NFC divisional opponents. It was the NFC South in 2020, the NFC East in 2021, and obviously the NFC West here in 2022. And with the introduction of the 17th game in 2021, and it being an interconference matchup, Green Bay in 2021 and Tampa Bay in 2022, the Chiefs have now won 16 consecutive NFC matchups dating back to the Chiefs' 26-23 victory against the Minnesota Vikings on November 3rd, 2019. I'll always remember that game for Harrison Butker nailing, uh, I believe it was the end of regulation, that game-tying field goal from like 50 yards. It was freezing. It was windy. I was on the sideline for that game. Unbelievable game. I'll always remember that one. Um, and I believe that was the Matt Moore game as well. Now when Patrick Mahomes was dealing with the kneecap issue. But uh, since the start of the 2018 season, when Mahomes became the starter, the Chiefs are 19-3 and against NFC teams in the regular season. The Chiefs also went 4-0 against the NFC East in 2013. It was Andy Reid's first year uh, leading the Chiefs franchise. And it marks the ninth time since 1990 that the Chiefs have swept all of their NFC opponents in a season. Again, 16 straight wins against the NFC in the regular season. That's pretty special. All right, moving on to number four. Here begins the Patrick Mahomes section of our show that will last the next 10 or 15 minutes or however long this takes to get through. I'll repeat a lot of these things because they are bonkers. Um, Mahomes moves up season passing chart. With 224 yards in Saturday's game passing, Patrick Mahomes now has 4,720 
passing yards this season, which is first in the NFL and ranking as fourth most in franchise history. His 4,720 passing yards lead the NFL in 2022 and now owns the top four marks in franchise history for most passing yards in a single season. He needs 378 passing yards over the next two games to pass his own single season franchise record of 5,097 passing yards from the 2018 season where he threw 55 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. Unbelievable. One of the best seasons in NFL history for a quarterback rivaling Peyton Manning's, I believe, 2013 season for the Broncos. Um, but combined with his 4,839 passing yards from last year, he now ranks second in franchise history for most passing yards in consecutive seasons with 9,559. He needs 21 passing yards to break the previous mark of 9,579 yards set over the 2020-2021 season. Basically, Patrick Mahomes breaking all of his own records in franchise history at, what, 27 years old. Uh, so again, if you look at and I'm looking at it visually, but if you look at the top five passing yard seasons in franchise history, one, two, three, and four, all Patrick Mahomes. The fourth is where he's at right now with two regular season games to go. And again, 378 yards on average over the next two weeks to break that record of 5,097. That could be a stretch, but getting to second place is very much within reach. He needs 100 and let me do some quick math, but 119, 120 yards passing over the next two weeks to move into second place uh, with the most passing yards in a single season in franchise history. And shout out Trent Green uh, for being on this list at 4,591 passing yards uh, back in 2004. And again, most passing yards in consecutive seasons, Bunch of Patrick Mahomes and then Trent Green from 2004 to 2005 since they're in fifth place with 8,630. Number five, also Patrick Mahomes. With two touchdown passes in Saturday's game, Mahomes moves into a tie for third place for the most touchdown passes in a single season in franchise history with 37. He now owns the top four marks in franchise history, just like he did with passing yards, although this one, it's not Trent Green, it's Lenny Dawson, the late, great Lenny Dawson. Two more touchdown passes this year will move Mahomes into sole possession of second place for most touchdown passes in a single season. His two-year total of 74 touchdown passes between 2021 and this season in 2022 now sits as the third most in franchise history. He needs three more touchdown passes to break his franchise record of 76 touchdown passes set over the 2018-2019 season. I'm going to keep explaining this stuff, folks, and it's kind of a tongue twister because it's basically just Patrick Mahomes breaking all of his own records. Uh, and again, we don't want to normalize this stuff. Don't want to blow past it uh, because it is bonkers. At a 27 years old, he's breaking all these records. And I don't know if it's sad uh, because we all knew that it had been over 30 years or more than 30 years since the chiefs had drafted their own quarterback who'd even won a football game for them. So didn't have a lot of, when you look at these career records, didn't have quarterbacks that were here uh, for a number of years to be able to set these kinds of records. We had Trent green who was here for part of his career. Uh, even Len Dawson was here for part of his career. Um, and then going back to Joe Montana and God, Elvis Gerbach and all the guys that we grew up, at least the guys that are around my age, grew up watching. Uh, they weren't here. Uh, Rich Gannon they weren't here for um, all that many years. Um, Alex Smith was here for part of his career, but um, again, not normalizing what we're seeing from Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely bonkers. Top four seasons in in franchise history and passing yards are Patrick Mahomes. Top four seasons in touchdown passes are Patrick Mahomes. Um, he would need 
13 touchdown passes over the next two weeks to tie uh, the record of 50, excuse me, it wasn't 55, it was 50 touchdown passes uh, back in 2018. So uh, two more, we'll put him at 39 and that will be good for second place. Not bad for what many called what was going to be a bounce back season or kind of a down season, uh, losing uh, that receiver that went off to Miami that fans are tired of us talking about but it just makes it more special and talking about the context of what he has done this year because not to diminish I know some people have done that not to diminish what Tyreek Hill has been and who he is um, as a player uh, being one of the two or three best wide receivers in the NFL that is should not be disputed but the fact that Patrick Mahomes is having just as good a seasons as we've seen from him throughout his years as a starter in Kansas City without one of the best wide receivers in the NFL right now just goes to show and add more context to how special uh, Patrick Mahomes really is as a player. And I said it all off season. Um, and again, I wasn't the only one people that have been around him. His mental acuity of playing the position was always going to be on display this season because he's so much smarter than I think he was getting credit for. Not that a lot of people didn't think he was smart, but they, you get caught up in the highlights and the, all of those crazy plays that he makes that he never got enough credit for his ability to read a defense, know where to go with the football, when to tuck it, when to run his feel for the pocket. All of those things are, we're at such an elite level, but again, easy not to talk about when you just want to see him throwing left-handed passes or, you know, running to the sideline, throwing back across his body, across the middle, which you're always told not to do as a quarterback. And yet he does it and it works and it's worked so many times. You're like, you know what? That you got to rewrite what the, the rules are. Uh, when you're talking about quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes. All right, number six, also Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes moves up in completions and attempts charts. With 16 completions on Saturday, Mahomes has now recorded a total of 388 completions on the season. This is the third most in franchise history, and Mahomes now owns the top four marks for completions in a season. Completions, yards, touchdowns. His total over the past two years is 824 completions, which is the second most passes completed in consecutive seasons in franchise history. <sighs> Trailing only, you guessed it, Patrick Mahomes from the 2021 season, the 2020 season, 2022 season, and the 2018 season in succession. And then again, Trent Green at number five with 369 completed passes back in 2004. All right, number seven, one of the last two, I believe, for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, two more Patrick Mahomes nuggets here. Number seven, this one's probably the coolest one on here. And again, thank you all for hanging out uh, and spending part of your day and trying to write down some of these nuggets or remember as many as you can. I'll try to slow down on some of these. Mahomes joins Elite Company. Patrick Mahomes now owns 37 touchdown passes and 4,720 passing yards in 2022. I just went through all what that meant. But those two things combined makes it his fourth season of at least 35 touchdown throws and at least 4,500 passing yards in his career. He joins Tom Brady, who did it five times, Drew Brees, who did it four times, and Peyton Manning, who did it four times, as the only four quarterbacks in NFL history to have at least four seasons of at least 35 or more touchdown passes and more than 4,500 passing yards. Again, these are career numbers, not secession, not consecutive season not all of that only four quarterbacks in nfl history have had at least four seasons of 35 touchdown passes and 4500 passing yards peyton manning drew Brees, and tom brady it's not bad company to have tom brady is like 45 years old patrick mahomes is 27 
He has 18 more seasons to do it at least two more times to have the most 35 touchdown passes and 4,500 yard passing seasons. I like his chances. So we talk about pacing. We talk about best start in NFL history for a quarterback. You think about how many years Peyton Manning played, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Those guys played well into their late 30s, early 40s. Patrick Mahomes is 27 years old, and he's already at those paces. That's a combination of what Patrick Mahomes has done, what the coaching staff around him has done, obviously Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey. All of that is just that synergy of all these people coming together has led to nuggets like this being repeated like seven times on podcasts and YouTube shows because of how crazy it is. Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes is tied with Brees and Manning. Only trailing Tom Brady just has to do it for one more season. Uh, basically, Patrick Mahomes is going to own a lot of these records before he turns 30 years old, uh, which is also crazy. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Number eight. Mahomes. Stretches for six. Following Juan Thornhill's interception in the fourth quarter of Saturday's game, Holmes led the Chiefs offense down the field on a five-play drive from their own 20-yard line and capped the series with six points by stretching to tap the pylon on a three-yard rush. Everybody listening knows that play. You've seen the still shots most likely on social media. It was his MVP moment for anybody that thought that it was still a race. Uh, I know there's a lot of people making a lot of strange cases at this point for guys who have had, don't get me wrong, phenomenal seasons. Guys like Justin Jefferson, unbelievable season, as valuable to his team as anybody that's on, um, you know, teams that are going into the playoffs and all of that. But there is no doubt that the best player in football, the most valuable player to his team is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, let's not overthink this when we talk about he's leading in almost every passing category there is in the NFL. And again, 
not to take when we add context for what Justin Jefferson is doing because of his quarterback, you're going to add context like that. You got to add context to what people thought Patrick Mahomes season was going to be this year. Not that they thought it was going to be bad, but they didn't think he was going to be leading the league in all these categories. So it was, uh, yeah, that MVP moment is still shot somebody, but I think it was actually Casey sports network on Twitter. I think it was Tucker, uh, said that, you know, they should make that the NFL logo going forward. Not going to do that, but, Definitely going to be a picture and a moment that we all remember uh, from that game. And it was Mahomes' 12th career rushing rushing touchdown, extending his franchise record for most rushing rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. And it was his fourth rushing score of the season, which is a single-season career high and ties for the second-most rushing TDs by a quarterback in franchise history, only trailing, I believe, Alex Smith. And he needs two more to surpass that. And he's got two games left to do it. All right, moving on to number nine. And that concludes our Patrick Mahomes section of this show. And now we get into the Travis Kelsey section of this show, which is again, uh, consistent every single week. And that, uh, with his six catches for 113 yards in Saturday's game against the Seahawks, Travis Kelsey added to his hall of fame resume by crossing the 800 catch plateau. His 801 career catches already rank as the second most in team history by any pass catcher behind only Pro Football Hall of Fame tight end Tony Gonzalez's 916 receptions. Despite missing 15 games in his rookie season back in 2013, Travis Kelsey joins Jason Witten with 806 as the only two tight ends in NFL history to record at least 800 receptions in their first 10 seasons in the NFL. Kelsey can pass Witten for the most receptions by a tight end in their first 10 seasons with six receptions over the next two weeks. So barring anything crazy happening based on the schedule, I don't think there's going to be an opportunity that chiefs could rest their starters without risking giving up the number one seed. Even if Buffalo loses next week, the chiefs would control it, but then they would still have to win the following weeks. If they lost and the Buffalo win, they'd still have a tie record and they would be giving up a home field advantage. So I only say that, that, that could, that could have been a scenario based on how things played out over the last few weeks that maybe Travis Kelsey wouldn't have played, but now he's definitely going to play and stays healthy. Six receptions over the next two weeks. I like his chances again of having the most receptions by a tight end in their first 10 seasons in NFL history. Uh, Kelsey became the fifth tight end in NFL history to reach 800 career receptions, joining Tony Gonzalez, Jason Witten, Antonio Gates, and Shannon Sharp. Kelsey needs 15 more receptions to pass Sharp for fourth place on the all-time tight end receptions list. That one, right on the border, I think. 15 receptions over the next two weeks. It's about what he's averaging. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he ended right on that, right above it, right below it, um, barring how teams play and how many receptions he gets. Seems like he's always going to get a ton of attention. It doesn't really matter. But 15 receptions, he will move into fourth place all time, then only trailing Antonio Gates. Uh, it's going to take a while to get him at least another good season as Antonio Gates has 955 career receptions in his, what, 16 years playing in the league, and Travis Kelsey is on his 10th. So like his chances again, Travis Kelsey wants to play as long as Tony G Jason Witten, Antonio Gates, he's going to break all these records. And Kelsey reached the 800 catch mark is probably the coolest one. Kelsey reached the 800 catch mark quicker than any other tight end in NFL history, taking just 142 career games to do that. Besting the previous mark of 159 games. Again, a difference of 17 games that he beat that mark of 800 career receptions. And that was set by Jason Witten. His 142 games to 800 career receptions ties him with wide receiver, Torrey Holt 
as the seventh quickest pass catcher of any position to reach the 800 catch plateau. Those are all receivers who are above him. I'm going to name them real quick. And again, this is talking about a tight end and comparing him to wide receiver reception records. Again, tied with Torrey Holt. The guys above him and the fewest to 800 career receptions. Brandon Marshall, DeAndre Hopkins, Andre Johnson, Marvin Harrison, Julio Jones, and Antonio Brown. Start talking in terms of where he ranks among pass catchers and he's separating himself from tight ends. Just goes to show he's the best to ever do it. Number 10, also Travis Kelsey. This was his second straight 100-yard receiving game in his sixth of the season. His 600-yard performances in 2022 are tied for the most such performances in a single season in franchise history. This marks Kelsey's third career season with 600-yard performances, the most such seasons by any player in franchise history. Kelsey now owns 35 career 100-yard receiving games, the most in franchise history and the most by a tight end in NFL history. Again, his 35 career 100-yard games is the most in NFL history by a tight end. Most games of 100 more receiving yards in a season in Chiefs history. Kelsey is tied with himself two other times and a number of other people. Uh, if he can get another 100-yard performance over the next two weeks, he'll have uh, seven or eight, which would be the most 100-yard games in franchise history, and that's tight end or wide receiver. All right, that concludes our Travis Kelsey section of this show, which between Kelsey and Mahomes always takes up about 60%, 70% of this show each week. All right, number 11. Kadarius Tony taken in for six. All right. Kadarius Tony was on the receiving end of an eight yard touchdown pass, a little shovel pass that Patrick Mahomes in the game's first quarter on Saturday. Tony now has two receiving touchdowns for his career, both since joining the chiefs in a trade with the New York giants this season, going to go down as one of the uh, brilliant moves of Brett Veach that really put this uh, offense in position to threaten in so many different ways as they go into the playoffs and extending beyond this year. I think we've, We've hit the, we've talked about it a lot, but just to remind people, you know, beyond this season, the only tight end, or excuse me, the only wide receivers that were under contract for the Chiefs were Sky Moore and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Um, that was it because Juju's a free agent, Justin Watson's a free agent, McCall Hardman's a free agent, all those guys. I know there's guys like Justin Ross that a lot of people are excited about, but for guys who are contributing that are out on this roster right now, that's it. And I fully expect him to try to make a move. Um, or try to extend uh, Juju Smith-Schuster at some point because of how valuable he's shown to be in this offense, and he's kind of having a resurgence for his career. He's got he's closing in on a thousand yards uh, for his season. But uh, Kadarius Tony, what he's able to do, the skill set that he offers, uh, just an absolute brilliant trade by Brett Veach, and uh, we're starting to see that um, play itself out um, now that. Kadarius Tony's back in there. And I said last week on outside the trenches, my Christmas present, if I could pick anything for the chiefs was a healthy Kadarius Tony uh, throughout the rest of the regular season and into the playoffs, because it opens up so much more of the playbook, especially in same thing with McCall Hardman, getting him back into the mix so much more of the jet sweep, the ghost action, those different things in motion that Andy Reid loves to do. Uh, that part of his playbook is either so much it's used so much more, or it's so much more dynamic uh, when you've got guys that have the skill set of Kadarius Tony or McCall Hardman. Uh, but in addition to the touchdown reception for eight yards, Tony had two punt returns for 18 yards. Again, low key, but uh, really solidifying that position as we saw Sky Moore early in the year really struggle uh, as a punt returner. So sounds like you're, it sounds like you're just kind of, um, that I'm just 
kind of glossing over that, but shouldn't gloss over things like extra points that we've talked about um, ad nauseum for the past week um, and the hold and that whole battery between Winchester, Tommy Townsend and Harrison Butker. Don't want to take that for granted. Just like we don't want to take catching a punt uh, for granted, let alone getting 18 yards um, on his two part returns. All right. Number 12. Again, appreciate everybody hanging with me. Sorry. I'm trying to do the best I can to get through this. The most I've talked in like a week. All right. Jarek McKinnon struts for six in Saturday's 24 to 10 victory. Jarek McKinnon scored on a nine yard pass from Patrick Mahomes. It marks McKinnon's sixth total touchdown, five receiving one rushing over the past four weeks. This was his fourth straight game with a receiving touchdown, which is tied for the longest streak by a running back since 1970, according to ESPN stats and info. Weeks one to four of McKinnon's 2020 campaign in San Francisco was the last time he scored at least one touchdown of any kind in four consecutive weeks. And according to ESPN stats and info, McKinnon's five receiving touchdowns in the month of December are the most in a calendar month by any running back since Chiefs running back Jamal Charles accomplished that feat in December of 2013, probably because he caught five touchdowns against the Raiders. But McKinnon finished the day with three receptions for 31 yards and the receiving score, as well as five carries for seven yards. I don't think there's been a bigger um, impact player for the Chiefs over the last three weeks than Jarek McKinnon. Not a bold take or a hot take there, but I think we're seeing the value that Jarek McKinnon brought. And we saw in the playoffs last year provided the spark for the Chiefs. But um, again, to go back, if Jarek McKinnon can get a receiving touchdown against the Broncos this Sunday, he'll have the NFL record, at least going back to 1970, for the most consecutive weeks with a touchdown reception by a running back. I know that's really good into the stats, but pretty cool. And another notch on the belt for Andy Reid and the way that he likes to utilize his guys. All right, moving on to number 13. We've got three more. Everybody appreciate you for hanging out for those who are still hanging out with us. All right, George Karloftis bats down another pass. This is a pretty cool nugget. Rookie defensive end and first round pick George Karloftis recorded his seventh pass defense of the season in Saturday's win over the Seahawks. The deflection came in the first quarter and it was knocking down a Seahawks. Uh, it was Geno Smith pass intended for Laquan Treadwell. It was Karloftis's seventh pass defense this season, which ties him for third among all defensive linemen this season and to ties him for first among rookie defensive linemen with the 49ers defensive end Drake Jackson. Again, George Karloftis, if you look at pressures, I believe he's second in the NFL um, on pressures, um, trailing only Aiden Hutchinson and same thing with, I think we're going to get to that here in a second, but same thing uh, in terms of sacks. But uh, the pass defense has stood out, and obviously being third in the NFL and tied for first among rookies is a, a huge impact that George Karloftis has made for the defense. And I know that um, Joe Cullen, defensive Chiefs defensive line coach, and Steve Spagnuolo has talked about how much uh, they've put George Karloftis out on the field compared to a lot of other rookies um, in this position, especially for a team as good as the Chiefs. Um, to put him out there and not have a drop off, not feel like you have to to kind of wane through some of the rookie um, mistakes and those kinds of things. He's really been an impact player from the time that he first went out there. Hadn't got the sacks uh, that I had projected that everybody reminds me about thing. I thought he would threaten D Derek Thomas's rookie sack record with 10 and a half. Uh, he's got four and a half right now. So he only needs what he's got five and a half now. So he only needs to get uh, two and a half um, per game over the next two weeks. Who knows? You know, he could at least threaten it going into that last week. But uh, he also uh, had a second quarter sack uh, of Geno Smith, giving him four and a half quarterback takedowns in his rookie year. Uh, sorry, four and a half. And his four and a half sack ranks as third most by a rookie this season, trailing only. Ooh, okay. 
third since uh, James Houston. Yeah, the other Detroit Lions rookie now has five sacks. So Aiden Hutchinson with seven, James Houston with five uh, is the, are the only two guys that George Karloftis trails. Uh, in that game on Saturday, Karloftis also tallied one solo tackle for loss, one quarterback pressure to go along with the sack of nine yards and that pass defense. So uh, George Karloftis continuing to make an impact. All right, number 14, Juan Thornhill picks off Geno Smith with under 10 minutes left in the game, really kind of sealed the deal. Thornhill recorded his second interception of the season, picking off Geno Smith in a pass in the end zone. Uh, to set up a Kansas City fourth quarter touchdown drive. Thornhill finished the game with five tackles, four of which were solo, one interception, and one pass defense. And Thornhill now owns seven career interceptions. All right, number 15, last but certainly not least, and this is one that we've been uh, talking about over the past few weeks. Uh, for the eighth time this season on Saturday, linebacker Nick Bolton led the team in tackles, recording a single-game career-high 17 tackles, eight of which were solo. With his 10-plus tackles against the Seahawks, Bolton moved into the top spot for the most 10-plus tackle games in a single season in franchise history dating back to 1994. He passed the previous mark of seven such performances by linebacker Donnie Edwards back in 2000, combined with his three 10-plus tackle performances as a rookie in 2021 last year. Bolton now owns 11 career games with 10 or more tackles, moving into sole possession for third most 10 plus tackle performances in a career in franchise history dating back. I think he's, that's what he's written. In a career in franchise history dating back to 1994. I know the franchise goes back much further than that, but a lot of these stats weren't kept the same way that they are now. But again, uh, Nick Bolton, most 10 or more tackle games in a season in franchise history and looking at career 10 plus tackle games, Derek Johnson had a huge surprise leads the franchise with 24 of those games. Well, if he already has 11 and he's only not even his full way through his second season, I like the chance of Nick Bolton staying healthy of having the most 10 plus tackle uh, games in franchise history, probably before the end of his rookie year or, that fifth year they give him an extension whatever it is he's going to own that record he is a tackling machine that nick bolton is and should have been a pro bowler based on some of the numbers he's putting up and as somebody who personally made a bet on DraftKings, our friends uh that nick bolton would lead the nfl in tackles this year uh i really hope that he gets there i think he's third in the nfl right now trailing a couple guys i think he's at eight tackles behind the pace of um guy for the Jaguars that's leading the NFL in tackle. So it needs another like 17 tackle performance to get there. Uh, it's not without question, but uh, it's going to take a couple of really big performances, but uh, shout out to all those guys. That's a lot of stats and shout out to everybody that, that bared with me through all of this. I'm kind of losing my voice right now. It's again, first day I've kind of been upright. So I uh, hope you all had a phenomenal Christmas um, and or holiday break. Uh, Christmas is not your thing, but we appreciate you for spending part of your day with us here. Um, but uh, yeah, enjoy your time with family. We'll have more content, uh, more stuff for you here at KC Sports Network. If you listen to this on Monday, make sure you catch the live edition of the KC Laboratory tonight at 8 p.m. on the Chiefs YouTube channel. And we'll have plenty more content throughout the week getting you ready for that game against the Broncos and their new interim head coach um, as Nathaniel Hackett was fired and let go earlier today um not working out between russell wilson and all the decisions that uh, the broncos made but they're kind of stuck with russell wilson for a while unless they do something uh completely crazy and eat 
like $107 million in dead cap uh, by releasing them, which would be unfounded in the NFL or would never have happened in the NFL. Don't expect that to happen, but uh, sometimes it's kind of cut your losses and their idea of, of making things better is getting rid of Nathaniel Hackett right now, as we saw fights breaking out on the sideline between teammates and all kinds. It's just a mess over there in Denver. So they didn't feel bad for us when things weren't going on in Kansas city. So we're not going to feel bad for them, but uh, the chiefs do take them on on Sunday. It'd be really hard pressed to believe that Broncos are going to be able to completely turn their season around and threaten the chiefs on Sunday. Still want the chiefs to go out and play while you want to be playing your best football at the end of the season. But again, thanks everybody for hanging out and listening to this episode of 10 things. And if you're in the baseball softball training, or, you know, somebody, um, who needs some training, call my friend, John Renzi, go up there, take a tour, see what they offer and see if it's not a great fit for you. Uh, I've known John for a long time and they do fantastic work. I've spent some time with those guys. They do fantastic work for baseball and softball players in the Kansas city area, but thanks everybody for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to KC sports network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review. If you like what you heard and think others would as well, you can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.